0: guys, welcome to White Mountain Comics, we're here live, we got the podcast network here, let's go around, let's say who we are, what we do here, it's almost like the first day of school in a way, it's it's, it's like we're introducing ourselves to the rest of the classmates, even though we yeah. kind of know each other from last year, um, it's the same kind of thing. I want to start over here, because you may not have seen him on camera yet, but you've heard them on
1: the podcast network. Hi, I'm James Brown, um, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts employee that he found, and a uh, huge Star Wars nerd, and I'm... Pretty excited to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the community. So you guys know yeah, me. Like... I'm
2: Brian, Jedi Scavenger. That's what I do. I, I'm, I'm so pumped that Rebels is back next yes! week. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: I know. Scott and I were talking about it yesterday, and we are like, I wonder what Brian's thinking right now. I'm sure he's like getting ready to pounce on Rebels and everything. I'm not ready.
2: unhappy that he found all the uh, synopsis snippets for the rest of the uh, season so far. So Yeah, no, it really didn't. It's getting close to the end. Point this.
3: Who's this guy? I know him. It's Sean. You guys know me. You hear him on the podcast yeah. all the time. Always. Always here. Good, Great to be
0: here. And we have, of course, Robin from the Brick City Blockade podcast. Awesome guys. So exciting to be here. We trudged through the weather from the various parts of New Hampshire that we're from. Came up here to talk some Star Wars. We're here at White Mountain Comics. There are people here and we're ready to talk some Star Wars. There is some cool stuff to be talking about and I think one of the things I think would be make the most sense to jumpstart our conversation and stuff is really to talk about the Star Wars community and everything. We got this great mm-hmm. event coming up up here. Um, Tom has been working on this baby for some time now, and we are so so excited to be part of it. And it's White Mountain Comic Con. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> perfect little plug right there. Absolutely. Plug time. And, you know, the cool thing about it is is that it's bringing, again, and you say this all the time, Brian, it brings the Star Wars community together. There is quite a Star Wars community up here in New Hampshire. There and is, we are yeah. so lucky to be aggregates of news within it and to be aggregates of just everything happening within the Star Wars universe and everything. And it's so cool that we get to share that with everybody in the state and
2: really around the world in many ways. So that's what, two weeks from today? Yeah, two yeah, weeks from weeks Saturday. We should probably get working on that, that <laughs> panel stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah, We don't have a panel, guys. No panel. We don't That's have true. a big test coming up or anything. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's
0: nothing we have to worry about studying for or anything. We just kind of do it. it but, um, <laughs> but,
2: we no, just no, wing it all the time. Yeah. What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> exactly. And it's it's going to be awesome because that those two panels, those two days at White Mountain Comic Con, I mean, we're going to have the future of Star Wars, which is the one that Sean and I... Yeah. Part of the podcast network and part of the podcast itself. We're going on tour with it. We just Mm -hmm. confirmed yet another location that we're going to be doing, which is the Nashua uh, Comic Expo. Uh, That's going to be later on down the road in the summer. But White Mountain Comic Con is our kickoff to this panel for the rest of the year. And what a great way to start it than doing it at the Common Man Inn on February 25th in front of all the Star Wars fans and everything. And, of course, also is going to be the collector's panel which is jelly yeah. scavenger
2: in vintage viewport. Yeah, so I guess Chris and I better figure out what we're gonna say. <laughs> it's
3: your guys' first panel too, so.
2: Yeah, I've done some fantasy football panel type stuff before, but this is this is the this is the real show with Star Wars. So we'll see about that. But no, I mean, and anything you can just riff on. Just and you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. when We all got together on our other roundtable. You know the the Star Wars collecting aspect of what you do. There's a whole other level to it, and just so much more to learn. Our good friend Scott Inch over in Scotland has me looking at SH Figure Arts. Uh so I've been learning quite a bit about that. And just when you think you know enough, there's there's so much out there to, to kinda of dig your teeth into. So it'll be a good opportunity for me to pick Chris's brain about vintage collecting just because I haven't gotten into that as much. I'm more focused on more of the the modern stuff and, and trying to find Deals and bargains and values. I uh, went to Kohl's last night and just absolutely cleaned up. I think they said I saved like sixty something dollars. anything good? Oh yeah, some more short Troopers. Uh, they had uh, uh, those two packs. They were like seven dollars a piece. I mean, you know that pretty much almost like fifty percent off most of the stuff that's been out there. So mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But yeah, now we'll we'll talk about tips and tricks about what we've what we've learned and just share that just so everybody can. Uh, you know, benefit from what, what we've gone through, and I hope that we both get to maybe get some uh, interaction with the crowd and also take something away that I'll learn about because uh, that'd be pretty neat too. Like, it, we say it all the time, Robin. We don't know squat. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It's pretty, so true. It's just fun to talk about and speculate yeah. and be mm-hmm. part of that community. And you know, Star Wars is something that brought all four of us together. We have, yeah. you know, Chris, I couldn't be here today. Obviously, Scott, Scott's across the pond, uh, yeah. using that you know that that term. But um, yeah, that's kind of what brings everybody together. So. Yeah, I, I agree. We also have a, a
3: fan meetup coming up soon around White Mountain. Should we tell them where? Or not
0: Yeah, we're we're really trying to decide that Saturday night into Sunday we're gonna do a fan meetup somewhere up in the Plymouth area. It's gonna be a perfect time. The Plymouth College kids are moving in for moving day, getting ready for the spring semester and everything. We're gonna have a bunch of people there. It's gonna be ski time. It's February break, so there's gonna be a bunch of people. In town and around that area. So we're going to think about doing something about maybe getting the fans together. Have a big Star Wars conversation. Enjoy some food. Enjoy some brews. Do something like that. Which will be a ton, a ton of fun. And there's a lot of stuff coming up with White Mountain Comic Con. Yeah. So you guys can stay tuned. Head on over to the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network page on Facebook. Like that page. Head on over to Twitter. Do the same thing. So there's just so much coming up, Brian and, and Sean. And James. James... I know you are surrounded and binded by the Star Wars universe yourself. Very much so. And not many people, other than hearing your voice when you intro the podcast and you intro all of our shows, know really, like, what's your favorite aspect of the Star Wars universe? I'd love to get just some insight into James Brown's mind on the Star Wars
1: universe. Favorite aspect of the Star Wars universe is um, the classic dichotomous struggle between good and evil. And the fact that as they're developing this universe more and more and more, you're actually starting to question which side is actually good and which side is actually evil. Yeah. And, you know, as you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, from a certain point of view, yeah. <laughs> everything's everything's good or evil. And uh, I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to take the series. Uh, so far, the, the favorite aspect has to be that.
0: Interesting. So, I guess if we were to lay this on the line right now, I think... The three of us, including Chris and Scott, have all kind of asked each other this question at some point. Mm -hmm. It's time for James to go through his Jedi trial here. (laughs) What is your favorite Star Wars movie, and why?
2: I don't know if we've answered that. Oh, I've Uh, (laughs) engaged
0: you guys on that before. We
2: have. I don't know. I I talked to Chris about
0: it. Brian, have I not talked to you about it? I don't think so. I think you need Uh to jump
2: on it. I'll, I'll have to think about it. What do you think? I that? have a good answer. <laughs> Bullet. We think James, James. There was there right was, was a
1: conversation about this prior to the uh, to, to the stream starting today, and um, it, it will always be Empire. Empire is always going to be the best movie. Um, I do think it is the best written movie, the best directed movie. Um, it's kind of like the focal turning point for the original series, and uh, it's kind of where everything just all sorts of comes together, and you get the full depth of the situation for the rebels. Huh. Makes
0: sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I kind of I kind of felt James is heading down that path. Yeah. But I, I don't know, Brian. What is See, well, here's doing? the thing,
2: and this is going to be like the... <laughs> this is going to be like the... I'm just going to play it down the middle answer. Is more so than anything, and when you add in Rogue One, that's now that connective tissue between the prequels and the original trilogy, and now we have, obviously, The Force Awakens heading down that way there. Really, you can appreciate the different aspects of the different movies completely agree. Empire is awesome. It is one story and there's the different, you you throw it and we've mentioned it before. I know you throw all the different mediums, the novels, you know, the, the comics, I know you and Scott talk about those quite a bit. Um, you know, obviously the movies and the cartoon series with, with rebels and, and Clone Wars. If you haven't finished up Clone Wars yet, like me, you have it on <laughs> March 7th to get rid uh, you know, on Netflix. Um, or if you have other ulterior modern <laughs> ways of, of getting that, <laughs> which are perfectly legal, um, you know you definitely want to yeah. check that out too. But it, it, it really is. It's, it's one big story. And the part that I say all the time about what makes Star Wars to me so interesting, they're not always going to spell everything out for you. There is room for interpretation. And the fact that they don't come out and just spill beans for us all the time and say, this is exactly what it is. There is no middle it's either good or bad and from a certain point of view and 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 i think you see that a little bit with two of the new most recent movies that they've come out with and you'd be a little i, I think pre disney bio to to now you would think like maybe those wouldn't have happened recently rogue one you have cassian murdering somebody in cold blood so he does not you know he does, yeah. you can't trust them out no, the secrets but on the other hand, if you go towards to Force Awakens and you have the character of Kylo Ren, and I'm so excited now that this year in eleven months, ten it's less than that now, where mm-hmm. we're gonna have the Last Jedi, is the character of Kylo Ren, and he's essentially the hero of his own story, yeah. and you know, and it, you go back to the you know Revenge of the Sith when you know. Obviously, when you have the the climactic battle at the end, where Anakin's like, well, I feel like the Jedi are are evil from my point of view, and it's just, it's just, it's just awesome. But yeah, Empire definitely set the stage, and we find, you know, we didn't get a happy ending at the end of that movie, and you really were left, most of us were all, even I was too young to to have watched that in the theater, to have to wait three years to find out what happened, (laughs) but... um, You know, it's uh, it's just awesome.
1: I, I did get lucky with that. Is right when the uh, the special edition came out. Yep. Um, they were playing all three movies back to back to back <laughs> in a theater right next to my uncle's house, and he ended up taking me and my dad, and my brother, and all the cousins. And We got to see all three of the original movies, the special editions which are not better, they're just special editions yep. in the theater, and it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I know a
2: lot of our, uh, a lot of other podcasts in the Star Wars community have spent a lot of time this week with a lot of their shows, kind of, yeah. it's, we just had the 20th anniversary of A New Hope special edition, and, right. you know, love them or hate them, I, you know, it's just one of those things too about like Star Wars community is, there's a lot of negative Nancys out there about, no. <laughs> you know, just, just hating on things for the sake of hating on things, and I like to think our group Really stays on the positive side, and there there's ways to have constructive conversations about certain things. And I would say probably I'll, if you you figure there's all six of us included, you know, mm-hmm. including Scott and, and Chris, and and I would think everybody probably has a different opinion about the prequels. Yeah. I think I'm probably the most pro prequel out of everybody, <laughs> but. Um, you, there's different things you can appreciate them, but it's still part of the story. And we're and, not hating you on it. You know, yeah, that exactly. Yeah. And I don't think any less of you guys just because you don't think that they're the best. I mean, it's just there's something for everything. Yeah. For everybody in this, you know, the Star Wars community. So
0: everything has a connective tissue, whether it's we like it or we don't. The Star Wars community is a connective tissue, and the Star Wars universe is a connective tissue, one and two itself. You have to look at the prequels in a way that, you know what, you may not like them, and you may not like the way George Lucas had handled all three episodes. Now, I'm somebody, personally, who really likes the handling of Revenge of the Sith. A lot of people are like, well, there's certain aspects of it that I think are just not very well developed or are not worth the time mm-hmm. that they put into them. That's not very true, because when you look at how the prequels, therefore, run into, and again, as you said, Brian, now with Rogue One playing out in that time gap between three And four, you had to have the prequels for that to make sense. You had to have some kind of connective tissue to allow the continuing of the Star Wars universe and the stories that we all enjoy. So everything has a purpose to it. And like Brian says, there are negative Nancys within the community. However, here at the Podcast Network, we like to focus on the positives. We like to have each contributing member say what they want to say, Uh but make sure that it is so... (laughs) <laughs> constructs const, uh, I don't even know if there's a proper word for it they bring constructive criticism that is allowed to really kind of explode into this other conversation
3: mm-hmm. in many ways yeah each each conversation we have it, it goes different ways sometimes we get tr- get uh off to a different track but we always like to stay on the right track but have different opinions so going so like like when you're pulling that like that like a train station with the uh, different tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh can, yeah, you can. Everyone has their own track, basically, but they all lead to the same place as the Stars community. Basically. Beautiful analogy. Yep. The
2: train connection. My I my son that. would love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your son's all into the, yeah, he train loves trains. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to save that. He's one. a budding Star Wars fan, though, too. So that's perfect.
0: Yep. No, absolutely, and that's our whole purpose here. Again, at the podcast network, is to give you guys the most positive, most constructive conversation so that then you can go back home or if you're on the road like Chris or if you're even in a galaxy far, far away, you know, going on the Kessel Run or something and trying to beat Han Solo's record there. No spoilers for an upcoming movie in another year. But um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, I said I wasn't going to spoil anything. That the Good luck with that. But we don't know
2: anything. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. We don't know a single thing about anything coming up. But that's the whole point. It's just to make this conversation a budding Growing massive, massive. I'm just so speechless right now. Yeah, it's yeah. there's just so much happening, and it's
3: so awesome to be a part of it. It really is. It is. Should we talk about uh the new Han Solo movie again? About
0: yeah, I think I think we definitely do
3: have some talking and, and, and more and more really... The Last Jedi as well. Get everyone's opinions, I guess. Mm. Yeah, if anything changed for you so guys. So I'm not
2: as familiar with some of the. They had a couple more casting announcements with uh, Han Solo. There was somebody Fandie Newton
3: who yeah. plays. Who plays? Uh, if you guys watch Westworld, she's uh, made Malay and uh, and she's a great great actress by the way. But we still don't know who what her role is.
2: Or well, we don't know if she's gonna be in the movie. It's just a rumor, basically. I don't know, did we ever, I mean, I, I know a lot of uh, clickbaity websites ran with the whole Woody Harrelson confirming he's playing X. I, I think I've read a lot of the articles that said, like, he didn't even really know or hear the question. Is just like, yeah, 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 just that's who yeah, I'm at. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's more the case, too. And, and they're going to be tight left about this. I mean, mm. we still got to get past... The Last Jedi, and here we are sitting on February 11th, 2017, and we don't know squat about this movie. No. (laughs) I mean, we really don't. And, uh, you know, I think there's even, you know, we're we're still speculating about what Laura Dern, what character she's going to play, Benicio Del Toro, what he's going to do. There's some really wild rumors going out this week and the the week before about kind of, you know, are we going to see some... You know, rebels characters. Yeah, and, and you know they did a little bit of good detective work. Like some of the ages match up pretty well, but I don't know. It we're gonna start hopefully getting some info pretty soon.
1: They already did that with Rogue One taking Sagrera from Clone Wars into yeah. Rogue yeah. One, so I I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some kind of crossover there.
2: I mean, the one that got has gotten the most talk about is uh, Ezra Bridger yeah. from Rebels, and you know it would make sense, but. You know, I, I think we talk about, like, the, the mystery about everything, and we haven't really told us anything, and the thing that a lot of Star Wars fans keep coming back to is, we, we know now, as a result of Rogue One, you had a little funny little meme that you shared the other day of, like, <laughs> with Peter Griffin, I'm like, what do you mean you haven't seen Rogue One yet? <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously we know that the, the ghost ship survives, we know Hera survives, we know Chopper survives, but we still don't know about anybody else. Mm. Um, you know, we have some of our own theories about some of the other uh, characters that are on that, that crew, but the thing that everybody keeps coming back to is, and, and we talked about in our last roundtable, what do they do with Kanan and Ezra? Because of the continuity of, are they Jedi, are they not Jedi? What is, uh, you know, and I think we threw it around the table the last time, maybe we asked James here, is, you know, are do you feel like either of them are Jedi, or are they something new?
1: I think in, in that period of time in the series, the Jedi are a, a bygone entity. They, the Jedi themselves no longer exist. Um, what you have with them is more of the, the Donnie Yen in, uh, in uh, Rogue One yep. type of character where they are Force-sensitive, they have the Jedi training, but they're not truly Jedi anymore. And I, I don't think I don't think it would be wise for them to bring Ezra Bridger into the next movie, with them not having finished Rebels, because that leaves the mystery out of Rebels to the point where if if you see Ezra in this movie, you're going to know that no matter what happens in Rebels, he's going to pull through, and he's going to have a part in the in the future shaping of the galaxy. So I, I don't think that they should put him in there if they are. Because the it
2: is, and we talked a little bit ago about the Clone Wars, obviously, and we had the benefit of hindsight with, with the Clone Wars, because we already knew for the most part that yes, this takes place between episode and episode episode two, episode three. Mm -hmm. So it's that three year gap in between. And, you know, they actually, you know, broke it out and said what the clone wars are. So obviously, you know, if they're in the clone wars cartoon (laughs) and they're in revenge of the Sith, they made it. So uh, yeah, that's, that'll be interesting to see how they, they kind of handle that aspect of it.
0: Of course I have my theories.
2: Alright, yeah. right, let's, let's see. It. You've been like churning something for the last uh, minute or two. I, you know you what? can't see it is... if you're just watching to the audio here. But.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I've done my fair share of research at this point. Like, I feel like I've even dug into to Legends novels and just seen how Star Wars handles taking a character from Legends, like a Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm. and transferring it to canon where... There's just so much gap in everything. We were talking about this in the car, yeah. Scott. I mean, Scott, uh, James. Scott. Sorry. Scott. There's just so many there's people worst that have
1: of it. Very true. Could've, could've called me this,
2: Brian. This is <laughs> <laughs> I, you should have been offended involved. <laughs> oh, James.
0: James. Oh my goodness. So, uh, I'm sorry, Scott. You're probably watching right now too. That's really embarrassing. Uh, but James, we were talking about it in the car about how if you're going to have Grand Admiral Thrawn's character play out in Rebels, that timeline, and I talked to Scott about this, yeah. that's where I was <laughs> right. going. I was talking with Scott about this yesterday on Talking Star Wars. There is a certain amount, amount of character gap with the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn in Rebels. As we get closer and closer and closer to Rogue One, that I'm almost starting to wonder if they're going to try and bypass the Yuuzhan Vong. And in many, many aspects of legends and of this continuing path towards canonizing everything that Thrawn has been surrounded by his entire life, decanonizing or not having the chance to canonize the Yuuzhan Vong with Thrawn still alive at this point, unless something happens at the end of the season, which I don't see happening based on where we're heading, to not have the Yuzan Vong even be mentioned at some point because of his connection and just the consistency between the Chiss race <clears throat> and the Yuzan Vong in that continuous battle that even through legends right. continued on for thousands of years and thousands of years after.
2: Hmm.
1: The the biggest issue that I would have with that is the 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 Chiss Vong War is essentially the equivalent of our own Thousand Years War, where these two races have been fighting against each other for, what you said, thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and that is so central to the development of, of Thrawn, if I don't know how familiar you are with the novels mm-hmm. that were the original canon. Um, Thrawn's entire purpose in joining the Empire is to wield himself a large and powerful enough military weapon where he can take and fight this, this objectively more powerful enemy that's the first extragalactic entity that anybody in the Star Wars universe has really encountered. And the fact that he spent so much time as an alien in a, a strictly, strictly xenophobic uh, mm-hmm. empire fighting his way up to the rank of Grand Admiral, to not have that focal point for him would, I think, just be completely a travesty. So I, I do think that they should bring the Yuuzhan in. in. Yeah.
0: And in many, many aspects, I'm going to get your point on this, Sean, because I know you're a Legends person as well. Just to kind of wrap up my thought on that, to, and it's it's so tough because we were introduced to Grand Admiral Thrawn, of course, and everything really at Star Wars Celebration last year. We got the main, main tasting was that, yeah, we're getting a Thrawn novel coming up very soon. And again, I'm almost now in its, it's hard to even think about this, that if we don't see the on Vong mentioned or even just a little bit of a snippet of what's going on in the Outer Rim with them, in Rebels, what's going to be a real disappointment is even if Timothy Zahn doesn't mention them in the Thrawn novel. Because then you have two character developments with Thrawn that didn't line up and right. didn't transfer from Legends to canon. Now again, focusing on the positives that at the same time, maybe they're afraid to necessarily bring it into canon because if it's not done right, fans are going to notice
1: it. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the Yuuzhan Vong were such a huge part of, of the original canon universe, and you had so many character creations and deaths with them coming in, that could be something that's difficult for them to handle.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one thing to throw, and I'm the and I'm the you know, legends or whatever you want to call it, you know, noob out of this. I mean, I read the original Zahn novels when they came out and didn't really get into anything else after that. But, so, essentially the the timeline for Thrawn got thrown back, say, 10, 15 years, right? Mm.
0: Yeah, in reality. In yes. reality,
2: in galactic years or whatever you want to refer So, I mean, that will be interesting to see how they handle that. And I think the general, you know, to bring it back to, to Rebels and what I know, <laughs> um, everybody's kind of speculating that they have to off him. But what if they don't? What if he what if by yeah. the end of you know season four, he screws up so bad in the eyes of, of Palpatine that he has to get he gets, you know, sent out to say the outer rim or something and has mm-hmm. to, you know, read develop himself or reestablish himself and then maybe that's how they have they can you know we use the term all the time like with you know Dave Filoni he doesn't like to like off his characters as much as he can he'll put them up on the shelf to use again down the line and and Thrawn is such a popular character I mean to bring in collecting for a little bit you cannot find his action figure no, anywhere no. right now you can't find it it's yet. not available online um you know I would think
3: by now they would have a lot since he's in Rebels, but maybe... in the Just the back-
2: popularity of him. Uh, I think our friend S- uh, Scott said he was looking on, uh, on eBay, and it was going for about five times. You know, it was going about $50 American, which, you know, five times? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love action figures, but I don't love action figures that much. Yeah, for a 3.75-inch, too? Yeah, exactly. Ish. So, yeah. I mean people are going crazy for for, yeah. for Thrawn. I don't think they could just have him on a, you know, one season of, uh, you know, on the animated series and then just say, okay, he's done. Mm-hmm. we give him one season on the animated series, we'll give him a novel, and that's it. I, that doesn't... You know, this has to be... They brought more... back the original creator
3: there has to, to make s- sure that it was done right. There has to be something coming up soon in, de- in the near future about Thrawn or the use of but I... I I don't know i think it'll it will it will be it's it's kind of hard right now because all the the fans right now don't know all the new fans don't know youavant or the old republic and all that and it's it's hard for them but and we we need a we need more of the old older stuff to come back to to get more fans mm-hmm. get to come in and yeah.
2: And one thing too, where we probably and you know, obviously with the even with with Chuck Wendig's next novel coming out, *Empire's End*, and and I just finished his, the first novel of that trilogy the other night, so I'm getting ready to dig into um, *Aftermath*, um, *Life Debt*. I'm drawing a blank there for a second, but we don't see Thrawn post *Return of the Jedi*. They are mentioned in any way, and it's it's Ray Sloan who is. You know the Grand Admiral at that point, and they're trying to piece together the remnants of the Empire, and we obviously know that then becomes the seed for for the First Order. Right.
1: That would that would make a lot of sense with the theory that maybe he's just going to screw up so badly in Palpatine's eyes that he's going to send him back to Chiss space for a while, mm-hmm. uh, because with with the original canon, you don't actually end up seeing Thrawn very much until well after the death of the Emperor. And uh, he's not in that much of a position of power until after the death of the Emperor mm-hmm. with, uh, with, the, with the Imperial Remnant. And, uh, so, I mean, for him to, to rise
2: that. that rank that quickly, um, you know, essentially, it's 14 years of, of the Empire. So at what point in that 14 years, and I think this novel will help us find out, like, his rise to power, basically. He, had, he must have done something pretty good in this novel that we're going to get to get that rank. Um, because I don't believe he was part of the the Republic. No. No. No, he wouldn't have been. I don't remember, recall seeing him any part of the Separatists. So, <laughs> no, I mean, no. no,
1: he was... Um, the Chiss themselves are an extremely xenophobic race. And they have their own space that they defend very, very, very adamantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that when the first canon came out, and I'm a little bit rusty on this... Um, Thrawn left Chiss space and actually enrolled himself in the Imperial Academy, and then essentially fought his way up through another organization that was viewing him because he was not human and was not and was an alien. Alien. Mm-hmm. Um, they viewed him as you know subpar and uh, and inferior, and he managed to fight his way all the way to the top of that, thereby proving that he is a a brilliant military commander and be a certifiable badass. So...
2: Ditto. <laughs> you can, maybe Robin's... Yeah, maybe. mine's fine. Mine's fine.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he does screw up, maybe he's going to go back and not have to fight that much harder to bring himself back, or maybe they're going to take it off off the original canon and, you know, off him. Who's it? Who knows? I'm feeling the game a <laughs> little under right now. That's can you just I'm imagine if after. he
2: just showed up in Last Jedi somehow? Oh, that'd be nuts. I have my theories.
0: I have my theories <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything. Again. <laughs>
2: I'm going to have to do some research. All right.
0: But, um... Yeah, no, I'm feeling a game of over-under right now. All right. Okay. All of you on YouTube and that's Facebook. Uh, that's Facebook. Um, all of you listening right now, you guys know it, you hear it. Across the podcast network, it is a little game of over-under. Scott Inch actually submitted a design for an over-under t-shirt for our website, which I thought was kind of a
2: cool thing. I'm partial to the one you're... Uh, the, you're developing as well. Mm-hmm. We won't yeah. say anything else about that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, we're no
0: spoilers here at the podcast network. No, nope. um, but th- I, I'm feeling a game of over under. Okay, let's lay it on the line here. Let's include both rebels and the novel itself. Mm-hmm. My favorite percentage: forty-five percent over under that we see the mention of the Yuzon Vong with those <sighs> two combined. Uh, Take some time. Yep, yep, just... Making Jabes think.
2: Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I see, so yeah, like, for me, it's just pure speculation because of the lack of knowledge about... Mm-hmm. Um, but hearing our, you know, our discussion for the last, you know, five, ten minutes about it, where they have to do it properly, but if anybody's going to do it properly, it's probably <laughs> Timothy Zahn. Yep. I'm going to say... Over, but just slightly. I'm going to say, like, 47%. 47%. I think
3: I'm going under, like, 35. Like, I don't think it's going to be that much. Maybe a mention. Not Maybe. like a... Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's really what I we're talking I mean, it's, it's Rebels, but also, we're talking about the books, of course. Um, I, that forgot book that. Bu- I, just I forgot about the The book, more the I
2: think about this
0: book conceptually, yeah, this I think, this think it's going to be epic. Yeah? Yeah, there's going to be a lot in this book. James...
1: Never tell me the odds. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go answer. with and this is slightly under yours 46.5% yep. <laughs> because I don't think that they're going to be able to do the Yuuzhan Vong in the way that they are meant to be done but I do think that there was such a central focal point to the development of Thrawn as not just a character but as a being that they have to at least throw in at least an They have to allude to it if not directly mention them by name. So, forty-six and a half
2: percent. Is this like *Price Is Right* where I can say like (laughs) one (laughs) dollar? If Brian
3: wins automatically, he gets the showcase. (laughs) Oh man, that's a really good reference. You just won a brand new (laughs) snowspeeder. Yes,
0: yes, exactly. What scale? Chris, you're missing out on all the fun. Uh, I the, know. The one 1,000-est <laughs> micro-machine.
1: Yeah. <you> know? yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just like all right.
0: Thinking about it now for a little bit of time. If we're talking about just a mention in both, I mean, I, I can only imagine when Timothy Zahn sat down with the story group at Lucasfilm. And Star Wars books and everybody probably sat down with Claudia Gray and everybody over at the team, Chuck Wendig. I think he probably laid a, loud, a lot on the line and said, listen, the fans know my legend novels. They know what to expect when I write a book. Now, whether you want me to include the on Vong in some way, whether it's a mention or anything, you got to tell me this ahead of time. Because the fans are going to have a certain expectation with my name right. on the book. And that's not just Timothy Zahn having an ego. That's just saying, you know what, there is such a hardcore fandom out there mm-hmm. that has been following all of these books over the years, that even like even a little bit of difference in terms of the way he writes
2: mm-hmm.
0: would throw a lot of fans off.
2: What a challenge he has, though. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. There is quite a challenge, and I think Star Wars probably sat down with him. Claudia Gray, Chuck Wendig, he just laid it out on the table for them and said, listen, I'm going to mention the Yuzon Vong, but it's going to be, in a way, against Thrawn by the, em- by the Emperor. He's going to mention it to him as a way of motivating him. Palpatine's a bastard. Yeah, he is. Really? He is nasty. <laughs> yeah. pa- Palpatine is nasty. So I think my percentage, 87%. Wow.
1: Uh, You're we are going strong. to see
0: a mention, but it's only going to be the word, or two words, on Vong, and it's going to come from the Emperor's mouth, in a way of trying to influence Thrawn. To become and show his true potential. And he's probably going to say to him straight up. And it's going to be interesting to see this. He's probably going to say to him straight up that, you know what? If you want to become powerful as Vader. And some of these force users. You're going to have to become a tactician. You're going to have to learn ways of defeating whatever is left of the Jedi. whatever's left of the force itself. In a very different way. And that's who Thrawn is. And that's what Timothy Zahn has laid on the table for years in terms of everything that he's done. So, 87%. Wow. I'm at a high percentage. I'm probably going to be <laughs> proven wrong. Wow, we're right all proven the... wrong all the time. Yeah, th- that's the beauty of it. That's absolutely the beauty of it is that we can oh, We're here to keep people. score.
3: Here we, are. here we are. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'll write down all the
2: everybody's. Uh, I have an Excel spreadsheet that every <laughs> podcast every write 47, down. Yeah. 35,
1: 87, 46, 46 and, and, and a half. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: just going to work, work that, that into a, an intro coming up. And... <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, oh. don't get
1: me wrong. I hope that you're right. because no, no, yes, That's going to be agree. excellent.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really... I mean, if it does happen, if it does happen, people are going to go into Star Wars Celebration and be like, Come on, where's the Thrawn? Mm-hmm. Where's the Thrawn? I read the book. I need some more throne well, stuff. Well, not
1: only that, if they mention the Yuzan Vong and they do more than mention that, they're going to be <sighs> setting up to, like, actually having the Yuzan Vong as, you know, a viable race in the Star Wars universe now, and yeah. that, in and of itself, is just going to be, A, epic, B, terrifying. All right, yeah. so... they got to get ready for it, too.
2: This isn't necessarily... This is a playoff on, on over-under. We don't know what the how the rest of season three of Rebels mm. is gonna finish.
1: To be fair, I don't know how any of season three of Rebels has gone so far.
2: Thrawn's in it, but Well yeah, I've read yeah. that. <laughs> 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 no, okay. I, I
1: think I may have heard something to that effect. Alright, so let's just say <laughs> alright, well.
2: go around the table, everybody throw out a percentage of we don't know how season three is gonna finish. Um we know that Thrawn's involved in the finale. We know there's likely gonna be a season four. What are the odds that we see the Yuzon Vong in season four of Rebels.
0: Whoa, and this is coming off the Ooh. novel too.
2: Yeah, so Ooh. this will be after the novel. So the novels so the novel comes out mid April. Star Wars Celebration is, I think, a week later. Yeah. Um we won't see Rebels again and likely until October. Yeah. And that will we'll have a couple pre you know, they'll pro, half the season will be pre Last Jedi. We'll get the remaining part afterwards. But obviously, that's so far in advance in the timeline. There's really going to be... Maybe there will be a lot of connective tissue. I don't know. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, as a jumping-off point of the novel, that's a point where they could make a the connection there. Right. And I, I don't know anything about them for the most part, but I just feel like they might be better suited for a novel or animated series than a live-action movie. Right.
0: That's, that's, a, that's mm-hmm. a really good overall view of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that definitely... We'll start with James. I, I'm so curious yeah. as being another Legends person just to hear.
1: I don't think at all that we are going to see the yu Vong, who are a barbaric and, frankly, as I said, terrifying race in a, in a cartoon that is geared towards the younger Star Wars audience, um, at least not in the form that they are portrayed in the books and the way that they should be portrayed. So,
2: so say 0 I'm gonna 0% say, percent for I'm going to say about, about a novel?
1: 5% because I'm going to give it the hope factor. Okay. <laughs> so,
2: what's your what's your odds on a on a novel post? A
1: novel post thrawn I'd say if if you if they're doing it right about 60%, if they're doing it completely wrong, again, like 5% just for the hope factor. Sean. Uh,
3: are we doing book and movie? I mean, book and t- We book split it up
2: Yeah. Yeah, do do one for each.
3: Rebels, I I kind of agree with James, zero percent. I don't think it's, it's gonna happen. And in full book, I think it's gonna be maybe fifty percent. Maybe I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Wait until I, after I read the book. <laughs> like, I gotta read the book too. That's yeah. this I haven't read that yet. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. No, I mean it's really gonna play off the book itself. Whatever the book tells us is going to be a major aspect. Star Wars Rebels is heading down a path that... And I have my theories about where Rebels is heading. I think... I'm going to say it now. I don't think it's going to sit on Disney XD for a long time. I could see it moving at some point. Or
2: another series.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Piggybacking off of what they've already developed. Yeah. And it getting much darker than what it has been. I mean, we've we've talked... This season alone... We're touching upon some dark subjects at times. Yeah. And again, we're seeing this continual movement within the Star Wars product of, yeah, you know, we had these really light moments at times. Now we got Rogue One. Dark
2: film. Yeah. Last Jedi. (laughs) It's going
0: to be a dark film. It's not going to be as kid-friendly as Force Awakens. Yeah. It would make sense based off of where Rebels is now. It's going to follow a similar trajectory for the time being mm-hmm. until the end of episode 9 within the cinematic universe.
1: I just don't know if they get the parabolic arc <sighs> dark no. enough to hit the Yuzan Vong.
0: Yeah, I know. And that's, and that's where my percentage stands. Of course, in the book, you guys know where I am about the Yuzan Vong taking an appearance in the book itself. It's mm-hmm. definitely up there. I would even say, based on what Sean's saying, yeah, it's going to be over that 65-70% mark. In Rebels Alone. The mention is not gonna happen right away. So if you're saying into season four,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna probably say one percent.
3: Okay.
0: One percent.
2: <laughs> you guys are the experts. Or you know more than I do. There's no such thing as experts? Yeah, let me rephrase that. You know more than I do about this. That's a fact. So, yeah, one percent. up in an
0: effect? One percent. One percent right. as
2: of right now. I just I just wonder if there's gonna be another the next animated series may maybe take the gap between say return of the jedi and force awakens mm. but get away from the centralized what we know as the main st- story per se following the uh, you know the hero characters from the original trilogy han leia luke and go out expand out that way mm. and use that as kind of a, as a jumping off point and not feel like you need like i just get the impression just from the limited knowledge I do have about Legends is everything's still kind of centered around them for the most part, and then it kind of... That's how it all branched out. But maybe they finish up Rebels to a point where they can splinter that group. Hera Chopper, the Ghost, they go towards, obviously, the Rebellion. Maybe Canon Ezra, whatever their fate is, they go off, and there's this new force... Uh, what's the term I'm even looking for? Like, just a following or a oh, yeah, new, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a new... Like a new Jedi new, Order type thing. A new thing. Jedi Order oh, that's in the middle that. or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, and then we, we all have our theories about Sabine um, and, and probably going <laughs> on... We're am just going to have to just get you on a podcast. I just, I really, I know you really are like bursting at the seams of wanting to talk about this, but I just feel like they could take... That group, and obviously Zeb too, yep. and Zeb could go off. And um, oh, yes, what's the oh, what's the well, planet that he they, they Zeb and up?
1: Chewbacca become the dream team. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, that'd be so
2: cool. It's like Star
1: Wars answer to the Hulk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to become one.
0: Wow. Yeah, that, that would be that would be really cool. I and you you brought this up, Brian, and I think we're all in agreement on this. It's not just going to end with Rebels. No. no. There is something down the road that Filoni, Hidalgo, maybe there's a young upstarter that Filoni's working with. That he's saying, you know what? I'm just going to
2: kind of, like, like let the Dove go. What's the guy? The, <laughs> the dove, <laughs> Let the Dove um, go. You know? What's the guy's name? Yeah. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. Um,
1: I don't God. remember that character.
2: No. It, not, <laughs> not, 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 the guy that took over, um, I'm going to have to look it up. We're showing our ignorance here. What did he take over? Uh, essentially Filoni's role on Rebels this season as oh the executive, producer. the executive
0: producer yeah he's on uh, Rebels recon sometimes he's the guy with the beard glasses oh yeah no no, no, not like <laughs> no?
1: wait beard glasses uh, uh, Sean <laughs>
0: Sean is the executive
3: producer hey guys he I'm, <sighs> I'm not part of Brixie's bucket anymore not anymore <laughs> <laughs>
1: guys I quit you don't pay me enough <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, no. As I'm looking for this, this is great live audio. You guys right. can carry on. <laughs> oh, <okay>. All right, <laughs> good. Uh, <coughs> no, no just... we, we,
3: we're, we're sitting here in silence, waiting for Brian to talk.
1: Pardon no. me, guys. I'm getting over a cold. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I've been holding fine. that in like this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we can edit anything out of this after. That's well. Next. That's the beauty. Over on live, you guys are s-
0: experiencing the true reality of it.
2: The right <laughs> reality of
0: behind-the-scenes on a podcast, where we have to stop and do research and then go back into the podcast and everything.
1: Well, it's true that behind-the-scenes, like, cushioning on this chair leaves a bunch to be desired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but, I mean... Alone, just towards the end of this season of Rebels, there's just so much story progression. I, I talked with Scott on Talking Star Wars, you guys can go over course on youtube the audio comes out this weekend of our latest episode and we were talking a lot about of course we talked about the screaming citadel the new marvel comic where it's dr afra and luke skywalker going on a journey and we also talked about of course the rebels titles for the second half or as i like to call it season 3.5 yeah um as we head in and there's something interesting about these titles and i don't want to (laughs) <laughs> jump into them if, if anybody has not seen them yet or anything you can find them online right now I know Scott was the news aggregate for us putting them on there for us to kind of speculate on what's going to happen but I'd be curious to hear what you guys think because Scott and I have really built up built up some of some ideas about where we're going right the second half here and of course one title of one of these episodes and I think it's interesting because I watched the Rebels recap on Collider. Justin Ridge. Oh, there it is. Justin Ridge. So it's not Carry Sean on, Misha. So it's not Sean Misha. Sorry,
3: Justin, if you're watching. <laughs>
0: yes, we <laughs> are so sorry
2: if you're one of our fans. We really disappointed you. You do great work. But we did yeah, do work. But That's okay. <laughs> Again, proving we don't know anything. Exactly.
3: <laughs> We're not experts here.
0: So one of the titles, and I thought it was interesting because on Collider Rebels recap, just before we ended when we had the um, Trials of the Darksaber. One of the members of Rebels Recap on there said, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see the Maul-Obi-Wan conflict towards the beginning of the second half. Well, he was right. We are going to see that conflict compared to ending the season on that. We're going to see it a lot sooner than what I think even some Star Wars fans expected. It's not the finale. Right, Exactly. (coughs) <coughs> it's not the
3: female. So maybe, maybe it's something with Thrawn in the family.
1: And th- this is just my complete ignorance of Season 3 so far. Did they bring Obi-Wan in?
2: They intend to. They intend, intend to?
1: to? Okay, yes. good. <laughs> <laughs> which is
2: still, which is still, I mean, we're still talking this is two years out of A New Hope. Yeah. So, and Obi-
0: essentially
2: Obi-Wan's... two years before Rogue One.
1: He should still be in hiding on Tatooine at that point, so it wouldn't be far-fetched ah. for him to, you know, leave for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Kevin so Beaver.
2: I now have a new theory based on our friend Scott on with the synopsis. Wise is if you read the synopsis and spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear about this, just pause. Stop, the, pause, the, pause. the podcast for What <laughs> it does is I think we're gonna see that the conflict. I want to say it's so the season finale is a two parter. It's the one right before that, and mm. we get the episode numbers wrong all the time. Uh, it's so frustrating. So it, at least we get the titles yeah,
0: right. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. We do get the episode um, titles right.
2: It looks like that the, the conflict is going to happen the episode right before the two-part finale. Yeah. And to your point, James, I think the unknown character that comes to help in some capacity could be Obi-Wan. To yeah. potentially <laughs> help the Rebels get off Antelon to escape because essentially it looks like based on the synopsis of it is not only does Thrawn, we've been waiting for him to just drop the hammer is, and I even saw it in another interesting speculation too, is if you remember Robin and it was episode two or three when, um, no, it was two. When did we get Maul that came back and he had on his base on, that we saw in Son of Dathomir. He basically said, if you, if you off me, the beacon beacon goes off and the Empire will know where your base is. No, actually, no, that was... No, that's,
0: uh... No, that was the, um... uh, The the, the Warhead droid.
2: Yes. Yes. No, not the Warhead droid. Or was it even before that? Maul. Oh, Maul
0: had mentioned that. Yeah. man, see, now you're you're bringing me back. I'm going to have to go
1: home and stream season three now. This is, like, this is (laughs) going to test. It must have been a (laughs) good episode
2: to it. So essentially what ends up happening is, Uh, and we talked about it on the Warhead, is that... There is now he has a 1 in 98 chance of knowing where the Rebel's base is. What if the nail on the coffin is the fact that as a result of that conflict that's going to occur, that if Maul meets his his demise, is exactly what Thrawn needs to find the Rebel base?
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Wow. Something to think about in a few yeah. weeks when we start talking about Rebels recap again. Yeah.
0: And a, another great point off of really the synopsis for that episode alone is Ezra.
2: Mm hmm. Ezra, yeah. And
0: of course, I said this on Talking Star Wars. I'm going to say it here on our live show here is that in our podcast, of course, <laughs> <laughs> we're streaming across multimedia uh, standards for the podcast network. Um, Ezra's projection from what we saw at the end of Season 2 heading into Season 3 compared to where he is now is not something that I expected. I think a lot of people expected Ezra to go down, I guess you could say, a darker path. We don't know a lot yet. We still have another season coming up here leading into Episode 4, so it's just pure speculation based on that. But at this point, since the beginning of Season 3, Earlier on. I did not expect Ezra to be here.
2: No.
3: He's totally talk- with, that, talking I me. After talking with Maul, though, I thought he would... Yeah. I thought something would have changed. Like, that that
1: yeah. goes back to the conversation of are, could they really be considered Jedi at this point? Are they really Jedi right, anymore? Yes. And that's like one of those things that just solidifies it as no, they are not Jedi. They are something mm. else entirely. They are an evolution of the
2: Jedi. If mm. you hear the way that Kanan talked to Sabine yes. and Trials of the yeah. Darksaber... There's some serious dark <laughs> yeah. side in that, like, yeah. you With know, Kanan? essentially yeah. taunting. What Jedi would would literally mm. taunt... like? Obviously, he had a, he had an ulterior. Well, Robin and was, I
3: both have a theory. Well, we won't say anything
2: now, but um, but and you've seen that, and we saw. At the beginning of Season 3, where we all thought Ezra was just going, you know, right off the deep end in that. And honestly, I am completely surprised that he has essentially reversed course. For now. Mm -hmm. Not saying that's exactly what's going to happen, but... I mean, if... And I mean, that might surprise you a lot, James. If you saw the end of Season 2, and to know that that's not the trajectory that Ezra has gone on, I'm sure is like...
1: Right. I'm kind of avoiding kind of tuning it out a little bit here, because um, I have not watched any of Season 3 yet, and I, at the end of Season 2, which is the last one that I have, completely legally downloaded on my laptop. (laughs) Smart man. (laughs) Completely legally downloaded onto my laptop. That's the last episode I've seen. I've only seen the whole, you know, door shuts, Ahsoka and Vader are fighting, and then it ends. And, you know, Ezra's going off with, you know, who's obviously the most badass Sith Lord ever to exist, Darth Maul. So... You know, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of, kind of interested to see where it's going, and I think I'm gonna be spending a few hours tonight um, streaming that, much to the irritation of. You know what uh, you can do after that my too, my girlfriend. You can-
2: <laughs> and then uh, listen to all the Rebels recap episodes. Yes, exactly. Too. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna, I, this is what I'm gonna do I'm, I'm, gonna de- I'm gonna destroy my relationship tonight by having, <laughs> yes, right by having balance, Star right Wars uh, Rebels going right in front of me and the podcast playing in the background while uh, while playing Fallout over here and not paying attention to a single word that she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> That is
0: what we call a weekend.
1: It's not. That it's is, not. It's not what I want to do with my relationship, but it's probably what's going to end up happening. Happening after this conversation. <laughs>
2: that's why. And that's I mean, stuff's going to happen, is, babe. Sorry. That's <laughs> why we're talk about This ruining relationships. <laughs> <laughs> ruining relationships
1: since 2016. Uh,
0: There's like uh, a, that, t-shirt, yes, a T-shirt. Yes, that needs to go in a T-shirt now. Absolutely. Oh my god, I, I will buy that T-shirt. <laughs>
1: It's gonna go right in my closet next to the one that says, Sometimes I pee when I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: not editing that out. No, 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 it's just Please don't. (laughs) I actually don't edit any of this stuff out. I'm sorry, guys.
3: Why are
1: you sorry? (laughs) (laughs) We're not sorry, we're great. Oh, man.
0: Uh, that was like six drops of the mics at once. <laughs> that was great.
1: Um, After that, you get any new mics? You don't drop <laughs> mics six times? Jeez, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but it's... Everybody has just summed that up beautifully. I mean, Ezra's tra- trajectory here, I mean, with Rebels, is just ta- taken such a turn. And I don't know how... And I know this has been a concern, and I've heard it from some Star Wars fans, that... He's going down this path right now, and we speculated that he was going to be at a much more darker point right here in this <coughs> season three. Now, if he's going down the path where he is now, and suddenly they want to suddenly take a full three hundred and sixty and go back, it's going to be it's going to be kind of a jarring thing to do because I feel like it'd
3: be confusing. We
0: p- we picked up on it so much here that. If they just take a 360 and say, you know what? We're going to have him go this way now. It would throw a lot of us off. Yeah. And I just see them taking this character and just continually moving it at the pace they are. And what I love about the character of Ezra yeah. is they're taking their time with him. Yeah. They're not rushing Ezra. He's going to have his moments where you do do hear almost like Luke Skywalker on Tantooine, but I want to go pick up some power converters. We get that kind of from Ezra at times, that whininess.
2: Yep. But, but not then, Sabine, though, at all. Yes,
3: she, she's exactly. getting more of a better connection with herself than Ezra, I think.
0: We, and I think Ezra has, you know, we saw that in Trials of the Darksaber, yeah. is that that connection between Ezra and Sabine, you know, they're both kind of whiny at times. I feel like Sabine, even early on, was f- very similar to Ezra in that way. I feel yeah.
3: like she matured more than him.
1: She's also uh, a little bit older than he is, Exactly. Too. That, that's that's true, years, yeah. yeah. So i'm I'm impressed with the fact and this is also coming off of only having seen the first two seasons the fact that their portrayal of Ezra is very much the 13 14 15 year old kid who has no idea the scope of the galaxy knows basically that there's something big going on knows that it's affected him personally but doesn't know what to do about it suddenly getting tossed into the middle of a war zone and from from a purely psychological standpoint the way that they're having his his character and his mind develop in the show is extremely impressive, and um, if what you're saying is true, and from what I'm gathering is that he's not quite at a, at a, at a he's not as a, at, a, at as a dark uh, as a dark point as we thought he was going to be. He's still a quote unquote good guy, and he's still fighting for the light side of the Force, and he's still on this path to wanting to become a Jedi. Um, then I think that is a pretty good indication of kind of are circuitous to the founding of the Jedi itself where they're trying to figure out how to start afresh when they have literally nothing. And I think that they're they're doing a very good job of kind of portraying him as a 14, 15 year old kid who's just been tossed into the middle of this.
2: I mean, if you want to, I mean, it's going back, you know, a decade or so looking at the Clone Wars and essentially we were introduced to Ahsoka at the same mm-hmm. exact point. Right. The Star Wars community... Did not like her. I think over the course of yeah. that 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 series arc and getting reintroduced to her in Star Wars Rebels, there are so many more Ahsoka fans now. Yeah, and is. I just almost wonder. You know, the, they're almost like a, essentially a mirror image of each other. Yeah, they yeah. both had <coughs> extremely strong in the Force. I mean, we don't even really know how strong Ezra is, but I think he's more talented than a than a typical jedi would have been in the you know the old republic essentially but i think what ends up happening is the support level that obviously ahsoka had was the established you know jedi order had the chosen one essentially as as her teacher and she learned the right way to do things and the right way sometimes you break the rules to do the right thing And I think it's interesting because Ezra does the same thing as but well. But he didn't yeah. really he doesn't have the same level of teacher and Kanan no, no, essentially no. was, you know, he was just a padawan at the time of Order 66, and he had to go out and find his own way and essentially you just wonder if Ezra was in, you know, Ahsoka's spot basically. You know, how is it any different than really than it has played out now? And the benefits of where we're we seeing those shortcomings that he has had, is it as a result of just his experience or a lack of... I don't really want to say lack of proper teaching, because I think Kane is awesome. But, you know, it's just interesting to see, you know, essentially almost, you know, 14 years later, how much different things are. All right, Robin, you're you're in that, that steam coming out of your yeah. ears mode now. Yeah, just, I
0: mean... I'm starting to see Ezra, oh, and, and it's starting to make sense that Ezra, <coughs> I know we talked about it earlier, we said that possibly, possibly, Kanan and Ezra are some new form of, whether it's the Jedi Order, or so almost it's like... It's the Kanan
2: Order. The Kanan yeah. Order. Yeah, right. good
0: good, good <laughs> point. The Kanan Order of the Force. Um, there's a t-shirt. Uh, right. We've got to be careful copyright, so... Um, the Canaan You <laughs> <in> the <C>. scene <laughs> <laughs> like hey, like Canaan, New Hampshire. There you go. There we go. There we go. We could try that. Um, I'm starting to read into this now. That Ezra is on a much more traditional Jedi path than Canaan, even. Hmm. Yeah. There are certain aspects of the way. I mean. As you were saying this, it's, it's amazing because th- I was hearing you say, 15-year-old boy, really doing his own thing, family's gone, big galaxy he has to face now, thrown into a war, Luke Skywalker was the first thing yeah. connected yeah. to.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Young boy, going about his day, didn't know his connection to the Force, mm-hmm. boom, thrown into this universe, a galactic war in front of him, has to be faced with the truth. That's Ezra in many, many ways. And Canaan is on, or is somebody who has followed the traditional path,
3: mm-hmm, but
0: as on. he's gotten older and older and older wiser. and wiser, has started to realize that's not the way it should be. And Ezra's at the point where I have this understanding of the force, and it's more traditional than even Canaan is at this point. So that's where we understood where Canaan and Ezra always butted heads, mm-hmm. was that Canaan wanted to be the best teacher he could possibly be, but Ezra was like, well, you know, I understand this is traditional in that way, and I like to learn through that format, oh, where it's God. like, throw me in the fire.
3: Let me go at my own pace, basically.
0: Yeah, let me go at my own pace, throw me in the fire, and see what happens. And Canaan was very protective of Ezra. In what situations. And that's kind of like where Hera was at. Mm -hmm. He was like, when are you going to step back and let Ezra do what he's supposed to do? Space mom. Space (laughs) Space Space mom. (laughs) mom. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. So I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Do you think that that makes sense in any kind of way? Or am I just completely completely speaking gibberish well, at this point.
2: I'll let you guys jump off first, but I do want to say yeah. this, because every time we talk, I feel like I learn something else, and now my brain is all wondering. <laughs> I almost wonder, and I'll let you guys jump off from this, potentially. I yeah, think yeah. we have potentially underestimated the importance of Ezra. Yeah. I think everybody wants to quickly say <laughs> he doesn't belong. That's what fans thought. Yeah. What, what well, if well, he does belong?
1: I... And I'm fully on board with the fact that, yes, Ezra does have a far more traditional understanding of the way the Jedi are being taught. But I also believe that's because that's how he wants it. And he wants desperately to have a Master, but he has to settle for it. I'm not saying settle for like Kanan's a bad thing, because Kanan is awesome. But he was a Padawan at the time of Order 66, so he did not complete his training. He is not, ergo, a Jedi.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> he is not he is not Ergo a Jedi, so therefore, you know, Ezra's not actually getting Jedi training, which is why I pop back to the fact that they're not Jedi, they're something new. There's something more, they're an evolution of Jedi without like the rigorous, you know, theological hammering into them of how things are supposed to be. They kinda get to see everything as a big picture, formulate their own opinions and just go from there. Strong.
3: Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was, way I was paying attention. Yeah. to that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I kind of like like everyone said. I think Ezra's going at his own pace. He he needs to be. He, he's like after talking with Maul, I think he, he he figured out a better path after talking talk with Maul. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he's gonna be actually not the one. I don't think Obi Wan's gonna be the one who defeats Maul. I think Ezra is instead. I think it's a popular theory wow. around yeah. too. Yeah, I like that. Instead, I think I think it would
2: make sense for the, the for the series and the continuity. Yeah, um, because here's the thing, and, and this goes back to Clone Wars. Maul's Maul has. The, the beef with Obi-Wan. I don't think Obi-Wan, because he is a Jedi, doesn't have those attachments. He's not going to be attached to having to get back at him. He's just going to kind of swat him away like a fly. Like, yeah. okay, I, I've, I beat you how many times now? <laughs> yeah. right. let,
3: let Ezra do this. Yeah.
2: And, yeah, and that... I mean... Maybe this the speculation of, you know, Benicio del Toro being Ezra is that connective tissue that we do need, that maybe mm-hmm. fans do have it right, and that you know, the age range, I think there's they a one of them would, would be forty nine, the other one would be fifty one. So it, it matches matches up about as well as you're gonna potentially want to do that. Um and, and that would be that that almost seems like it's a very Ryan Johnson Looper thing to do. Um and, and I don't have you guys seen Looper? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. that that alone is why I'm so excited about the Last Jedi, and the fact that I know um, you know a lot of fans are not as thrilled about the the director that they chose Mm -hmm. for Episode Nine. However, Ryan Johnson wrote the screenplay, so this what he's setting in motion to do will, for all intents and purposes, carry forward through the end of this trilogy. And the fact that J.J. Abrams is still, you know, they hes still helping out. I mean, th- this is a pure, this is a team effort. Just like this budding network is kind yeah. of—it's a, a, it's yeah. a team effort. Um, but I just, I just do wonder that that even just in the, within the last hour, really kind of coming away from the fact that maybe we should stop under not undermining Ezra, but underestimating him, and that he does, in fact, have more importance than we're kind of giving him at this point. The
0: great tragedy, Brian, you and I have been talking about this heading into the end of the season, that there is going to be a great tragedy Mm -hmm. that has Mm -hmm. to happen within this series, whether it's the Rebels, whether it's the Empire. It's going to be Ezra and Maul. Mm -hmm. And it's, like you said, Sean, it's going to be Ezra committing great pain towards Maul because there has been this continual storyline. The reason that they paired Maul and Ezra together is not a coincidence. No. no. Their stories are almost heir apparent to each other mm-hmm. in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Both being manipulated by the Force, mm-hmm. wanting to go on their own path, wanting to do their own thing, even though there's this hierarchy that's telling them to do something else. To to go about the path in the way that they believe in it. Whether that's Palpatine, whether that's Kenan, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: whether that's even Hera to a certain extent saying, you gotta be part of this crew, you gotta be Mm -hmm. a member of what we're doing. Family. Family, exactly. And that's what Maul really spoke to Ezra about was that, you know, I once had a family too, just Mm -hmm. like you. And that was taken away because of everything, everything that surrounded me and it wanted me to be. And that is going to be the great tragedy in season three.
3: Family.
0: Is going to be not necessarily no, not family, family know, like... but that these two characters who are very much aligned but are on very different sides of the force
3: and found a connection
0: come to a middle and one has to
2: go. Oh, both. And one replaces the other. And one replaces the other. Oh, both just cancel each other out. No, I'm pretty sure Robin and I's theories is, is the correct one. No, no. Drop <laughs> <laughs> <to> the mic. <laughs> Sorry,
1: Look at James. Sorry, like... Sean, I had to. Wow. <laughs> hey, you're Drop yeah. the mic. Shot down before you even started?
2: Had <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> it coming. No, it's all right. No, I mean, this is just, I, I think more so than ever, I'm really looking forward to, you know, Rebels starting up. And, you know, this month has been... Excruciatingly long waiting for this, you know, this next episode, and, and you especially, Robin, because it is so earmuffs, <laughs> Mandalorian <laughs> focus. So, yes, yes, <laughs> okay. it's
0: okay, you're okay now. <laughs> he's still, he's gonna keep gonna <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I mean. It, it, this season, I have we to... We all have work.
2: homework. You have a homework assignment. Yeah, you get a homework assignment. I know. You're, you, you're giving yourself a homework assignment, because I know you're thinking of an I have a right homework now. assignment
0: yes. oh. that's going to make me single by and, tomorrow. <laughs> the, beautiful, the beautiful thing about living in New England is now, and living in New Hampshire at this time, snowstorm after snowstorm, no work, no kids, no work, no
1: kids. I, I work a half time. mile from where I live. i got to walk there in the snow, man. <laughs> you speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: there's there's, there's going to be time... For a lot of building for all of us mm. to even chat on social media after this, this I'm gonna call it a confrontation of minds. It's like we're 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 going off each other. We're battling each other on a lot of these points. We're agreeing with each other. That is exactly most of the what time. It, most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. There's there's your plug. We are waiting for it. Um,
2: it's it's about pl- let's a talk a little bit about yeah. Mo- so here we're at White Mountain Comics, new location. You got location. I, mean, I haven't had a chance location. to really look around quite yet. Oh, I mean, we're gonna get a chance. He's oh, got some right. pretty sweet stuff in here, honestly. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> another one? So uh, but yeah, like I mean, I haven't even. I literally uh, walked in, sat up, set up the audio stuff, and started recording. So I'm definitely looking forward to taking a look around. So
1: I, I like like all the uh, all the uh, kind of obscure Doctor Who stuff he has in here, honestly.
2: Mm. Yeah, there is a lot of that. Let's go cool connect. Speaking, of, do you want? Let's
0: get Tom. Yeah, on. let's get Tom. Bring Tom on the show.
2: There's the man of the hour. The
0: man of the hour. He's allowed us to come up here, have this day, Star Wars Day, Granite State Gathering, all of us coming in, talking Star Wars. How's it going, Tom?
3: Good.
1: Go You guys good? As cool. <laughs> 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 and,
0: and this is the man behind white mountain comic-con coming up it's going to be a great great event we're so lucky that the podcast network and you have allowed us to come up and do this awesome awesome event it's the Absolutely. first one of its kind up here uh i mean we're talking about a pretty good turnout coming up to this thing and it's going to be great i mean just some of the guests i mean i i know sean yeah. when he found out the actress playing bears of Fiend, yeah. he's like dude i, where's all I my got, of I got way, way too <laughs> no, more,
1: more crush on right
0: Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I went oh, out, James I sent, is sent, like, sent on the paper right there. <laughs> yeah. Right next to me. But yeah, it's it's so awesome being here and we're looking forward to that event in so many ways. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely.
3: The last minute thing that I put together, but it's uh it's looking like it's gonna turn out to be a pretty pretty decent event.
2: So hopefully we can keep doing it. Absolutely. First of many. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And first of many hopefully here at the store promoting everything happening in the north country here in terms of Star Wars and geekdom. That's how I like to look at it. Like it's like everything I mean i like Brian just said it. I'm looking around here and I'm like, oh did I stop at the the uh, bank before I came here? I'm like looking yeah, at that looking at that, that. So absolutely. So it's, yeah, it's been it's much much bigger in here compared to what it was in yeah. the start. So it's mm-hmm. you know not on the farm. It's not all clustered into, you know, an old farmhouse. I'm <laughs> sure people are gonna miss the chickens though. Yeah, probably that's one of the things I talked to Chris. He's summer. like, "Yeah, I stopped by
2: the store and they had chickens outside."
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Then he said something. He was like, "He's like, you can go, you can pick up your comics, you can get collectibles, you can also get a dozen eggs while you're at it." <laughs> it's so cool. It's and it's so awesome being here. We really appreciate it, Tom. No absolutely. problem. No problem at all. I'm glad you guys came. Up. And absolutely, make sure to check them out. Six oh seven. Tenney Mountain Highway in Plymouth, New Hampshire. I got it right. That's <laughs> awesome. So make sure to check them out. Head on over to Facebook. Head on over to Twitter to Backwoods Farm NH. one I believe is what it is on Twitter. Make sure to follow them over there about everything happening here at the comic book store. Tom, again, awesome. Awesome stuff happening.
3: Very cool. Sweet.
2: Yeah, uh, the live stream's on. Ah, we got the audio here. That's, yeah. that's okay. all that matter. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> It's, th- it's always the backup that ends up turning no. into the main thing. So, <laughs> yeah. so, true. so, so true, more or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: oh no, man! Just off that rebels conversation.
2: I'm... Yeah, you gotta. I think you're. Uh, I think you're ready to to rock and roll with something here. Yeah. So speaking of plug time. I think we should probably put a put a cap on this. We're now we're yeah. an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I know for myself when I'm listening to somebody else's podcast, that's the that's the point of like that's a big commitment to listen to that at that point. So we don't want people turning off at this point. This is the best part. Oh, I'll, I'll part. be
1: sending this to my dad later, and then I'll be quizzing him on different parts through the whole thing to make sure that he, like, listened to the
2: whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Did you hear uh,
0: Sean completely insult James?
2: <laughs> no, that was you. Oh, no. What's it? Oh, yeah. I can't do it now. I'm trying to blame
0: Aww.
1: stuff. Why is everybody poking fun on Sean today? First you, now you. <laughs> hey, it's your turn now. Give... <laughs>
2: He's so th- likable, so though. It's so hard.
1: He's thinking. You ever seen uh, Get Him to the Greek? Russell Brand.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> oh man.
0: Yeah, it's a good time to put a cap on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's our favorite time, and whatever we're doing here on the podcast network, every show does this. It's a little thing we call. Plug 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 time! time. That's right. Let's go around. Let's start with Mr. James over here. Where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, People can find me on social media. My Facebook email address is uh, ThatRadioVoice1989 at gmail.com Friend me, add me. That's pretty much all I got. Uh, I got a YouTube channel that's in the works, but uh, more to follow on that. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. So
3: you guys can find me uh, on Twitter, Show one on Instagram, Zone2434, Friend me on Facebook. Follow my music on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and all that jazz. And Yeah. Robin?
0: Yeah, You guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrVoteTweets. You can also head on over to Instagram. Follow me there at the official vote. Make sure to go over to Facebook. Send that friend request. Also make sure to like the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network page on Facebook. Make sure to follow on Twitter at Brick City SWPC. Head on over to Instagram. Follow our page at at Brick City Blockade Podcast, and head on over to our blog page where we're going to have much more article work coming out. We're going to have some great stuff from Scott. He's going to also break down some more of the canon universe and make some articles about how to really dig into Star Wars comics and how to get the most out of your comic experience. Which is going to be really cool, and just to hear that from a Scotsman is going to be really interesting at the same time too.
2: I I will say though, and I mean I've really enjoyed having him be part of the the crew, and mm-hmm. I think you know we all kind of have these side conversations and stuff, and it's yeah. just it's it's so fun. I mean yeah. you know uh, you know he's got me talking action figures. I talk to Chris about like what you know he found and stuff yeah. all the time. So, um, but you can uh, follow me on Twitter at JediScavengerSW. Same on Instagram, obviously echo what robin just said about the podcast network stuff and then i also do a segment for unmistakably star wars and they yeah. are phenomenal they are a great podcasts that don't have enough listeners i mean no. they really yeah. should have a lot more they do they do really well and you know the you know the star wars untapped thing that they do mm. um you know is pretty neat too and they're gonna you know eventually be getting through our whole crew which is which is pretty cool too yeah. so uh you know good stuff there and yeah, I mean, it's a blast. I mean, we had a good time here at White Mountain Comics. And... Yeah,
0: it, it, it was just so much fun. Great having Tom on here to tell you guys about what's going on here. It's great having this entire panel. For once, we had a round table.
2: It is a round table. It is a round
0: table. I mean, yeah. it's kind of nice for once, you know. We had a square table, then we went to a rectangular table. We've hit all major shapes within the educational
2: We'll need a bigger table when there's all six of us here. Yes, there. exactly. <laughs> you can
0: check out that table at White Mountain Comic Con coming up February 25th and 26th at the Common Man Inn here in Plymouth, New Hampshire. So make sure to check out that audio spot over on SoundCloud. Also make sure to check out our good friends. i got to plug them in. O'Neill Cinemas. Mm-hmm. I plan on yep. going to see the Lego Batmans. Uh, film very soon. Yeah. I don't it like came a when it out. It came out yesterday. Everything is awesome. <laughs> 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 exactly. No, no. Not, James is a much better singer than yeah. I thought he was. Uh, <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in here. Make sure also to subscribe on iTunes. Make sure to do everything when it comes to the podcast network subscribing. Let us know that you've subscribed. We got some stuff coming up.
2: Five stars.
0: Five stars for everything except for things that I do. So and
2: Brian, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, Rebel Street like Cat. That's garbage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to check out the podcast network across the mediums. Thanks you guys for. Thanks you guys. Thanks you guys. Thank you guys. Thank, thank, thank you guys. Hey,
1: thank you guys. Yes, yeah. uh, James here
0: has been awesome. Make sure to check it
1: out. Thanks,
0: guys. May May the the force force be be with you. you. Always. Always.
1: May the force be with you always.